Mike, thank you for joining us on Maximind Podcast. I I'm appreciate glad. you uh, coming here and busy, making time in your busy schedule. Yeah, I'm glad to be here, bro. Grew up watching your films. I follow you on social media, so I know your your schedule is hectic, and I um, just wanted to pick your mind and you know find out a little bit about your trials and tribulations, how you overcame them, and how you still you still going strong, maybe <laughs> maybe even stronger. Yeah, man. I uh, you know well part of my the reason I'm here is because of guys like you give me a lot of inspiration on on IG. Mm-hmm. You know, iron sharpens iron. Yeah, well, it, yeah, it's inspirational, you know, and it just makes you know. It just makes you say, well. Look, all, you got to put in the time. Right. And you see people that put in the time and that have been doing it over and over and over again. And, you know, you realize you just got to stay consistent. You know? Consistency in, in all aspects of life, right? That's right. That's right. you get a name like michael beach <laughs> that's like that's just from my dad you know the beach uh i don't know which one of them named me michael but uh yeah the beach is uh just came natural i think i think my family's cape verdean mm. which is a small uh group of islands off the west coast of africa really off right off senegal and uh you've been so, yeah i've been a couple of times beautiful place it's a you know uh you know they're trying to they don't have a lot of uh tourism there because a lot of people don't know about it but it, they have some beautiful beautiful beaches mm. and um it's uh you know i think i think my father's father was from jamaica okay i i wasn't raised with my dad so i don't really i don't know him and his family and all that but i know his mother and my two grandparents from my mother's side are all Cape Verdean. So. Nice. Yeah, so beach, I don't know where Beautiful people. <laughs> so yeah. I know you're just coming from Canada, right? Yes. Just got back from Canada. Yes, I have nope. to go back, too. When are you going back? I go back. Well, the schedule's not set yet, but sometime in the next couple of weeks. Same project? Same project, yeah. Um, how many more days you got before you guys wrap? Uh, another three months. Something oh, like that. Yeah. yeah. So is this a TV show, film? It's a series for uh, Paramount Plus. Okay. Yeah. So there's uh, Apple Plus, I believe, or Disney Bro, Plus? There's, there's Disney there's Plus, a- <laughs> there's Apple TV Plus, or whatever they call it, uh, Netflix, uh, Inst- you know, there's just tons of them, tons hey, of them. How are you able to manage your time for so many different projects at once? Well, you just, you know, you just have to... You just have to uh, go for the things that you could go for and accept what you can accept. And then hopefully, a lot of times what my agent and I have uh, going on is that we have line producers from different projects mm-hmm. talking to each other right. because they're the ones that really do the schedule Gotcha. Um, along with so many other things. Mm-hmm. And, um, y- you know, if they can work it out, if they're willing to, if somebody wants me in a project, and I'm like, well, I'm doing this right now, but you might be able to work it out. Right. You know, can you talk to this line producer? Then uh, we just leave it in their hands. And it's much easier than calling me mm-hmm. because all I'm going to do is call a second AD or a line producer or whatever. Correct. <clears throat> and I'm like, just let the two, the two people that make the decisions speak to, to each other. Makes it a lot easier. You're like a warrior. When they when they need you, they just call you up. You, you're like, let me, let me see my schedule, and you show up. Well, yeah, I mean, that's not all of the projects. I mean, I still audition for some things, but in general, um, yeah, I get a lot of offers that, you know, we're able to we're able to meet projects. So sometimes I'm doing three or four jobs at once. You know, we're just... <laughs> it, it's been hard because of COVID and especially up in Canada, mm. I had to quarantine for 14 days before shooting, before shooting. So you literally you fly up, you go directly to wherever you're going to stay after you do all your paperwork and all that stuff. And then, um, you know, just to enter the country. Mm. Uh, and when I first went, we had to get like, um, we had to get, exception like we were called uh uh 
something exception because you can't just paperwork. Yeah, you couldn't just go into Canada just to visit, huh. right? During Still? COVID, it's oh, going to yeah. change. I think next month. Mm. But uh, so anyway, we got. I think they call it special exemption or something. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, yeah. So I, <laughs> the first, my first little piece of work was one scene, right? That ended up taking five hours to film. So I had to quarantine for 14 days to go and do five hours of work. This last trip. Right. And then the next day I left. <laughs> you didn't have to. Okay. So you, do you, did you have to quarantine when you got back here? Or that's just for no, you? no. Didn't have to quarantine back here. Um, and then when I go back, uh, there's no quarantining for me because I, because I, uh, I took the jab. I got the. I got one of the. Uh, one of the. What are they called? The, you know the Pfizer stuff. Yeah, yeah. I got the, the Jensen. Is that required for work? No, it's not required. But I, you know, I thought. I'll be honest with you. I'm on the fence about it. I don't really give a shit. You know, I don't think I'm gonna catch anything that's gonna cripple me. Now, I don't Likewise. know that for a fact, but I doubt if that would ever happen, right? right. As far as this is concerned. Mm. But I knew that coming down the pike, there were going to be people that required things if, you, if, you're, if, you're, um, you know, if you've gotten the, the, the I'm, I'm at a loss for the word. But Symptoms if, or the if, jab? No, if you've gotten the jab, right, that you would be exempt from things. I just knew that. And so I was like, well, I'm on the fence about it. I don't think I'm going to get hurt without it. I don't think I'm going to get hurt with it. Mm. So I took it so that something like this, when something like this came up, I'd be good. Now, if I didn't take it, I'd have to quarantine for another 14 days when I went, when I get up to uh, Canada again. Uh. But because I took it, I don't have to quarantine at all. And I, you know. I think that's going to be something that our union and other countries are going to be struggling with mm-hmm. over the next, you know, at least for the rest of this year. Trying to make a decision. Right. So <clears throat> my thinking was, let me get, let me take a little bit of that off of my plate by, by getting the, uh, the vaccine. Do you still have to wear a mask on set or uh, doing you production? Do. Yeah, it's, 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 <laughs> I don't know, bro. It's like you, it's, we, we wear masks to go from our trailer to the set. And then when we get to the set, we take our masks off. <laughs> and everybody, everybody, all the actors have their masks off. The direct directors and everybody else still has theirs on. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Interesting time. Yeah. So like. Last year, 2020, did work slow down much for you? Oh, yeah. Um, work stopped in Hollywood March 13, February, March 13. Mm. Uh, it literally stopped. Right. And uh, they weren't shooting. And any union stuff could not shoot. And then it started up again in August, which actually, so from March to August of 2020, well, that that has actually been the longest period I've ever not been working in the 35 years I've been doing this professionally. Mm. And uh, and then in August, you know, that's when we first started up. The first network show to go back to production was a show called SWAT on CBS, which I'm on. And so, you know, I started working in August. Mm. And then I do a show called The Rookie, and that started in September and I was on that and then a few other things and, and, um, and all the, <laughs> all the protocols were, were crazy. And I was doing imagine? an Apple plus TV show too. And Did you guys um, managed. Yeah, we managed, you know, we got through and, uh, you know, we tested a lot. You know, I've tested probably almost 300 times. Mm. I've been tested. Um, and you've been healthy. Yeah, I've never had a positive test, and although they they do have false positives, but I never got one, Mm -hmm. Um, and some people did. Um, 
you know, and you just, you just, I look, I just, I just want to work. I want to keep going. I like to be active. I like to stay busy. How was it uh, between March and August not working? How did that influence you? It was tough. It was tough because, you know, I was. You had more family is, time though, right? Yeah, the good thing is I was not alone. If I lived alone, yeah. I would go nuts, bro. It would make me, it would go yeah, nuts. You enjoy being active. Yeah, and I, and I just, you know, I've been a family man my entire life. So it was nice to have my wife and my kids. Uh, but at, even then, you know, we got, you know. Oh, you got to have your space, too. Yeah. So it got a little, you know, there were a couple of weeks where I was, I think I was depressed a little bit just because I'm just not used to not doing anything. And then, of course, I, I, I had already had a gym in my garage, but I didn't have a cage. So there you was wanted lot, more. Yeah, I wanted more because I could only do like a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of hit stuff. I had my slam balls and my kettlebells and some dumbbells. And, you know, I had my, my, my boxes so I could jump and stuff like that. But the cage, once I got that, it like opened up all the shit that I could do that I couldn't do before. And, I, man, it was. How are you enjoying uh, home workouts these days? Uh, I like them. I, I tell you, it's been it's Acquired been taste. it's been the saving grace of this whole COVID thing in terms of my in terms of my mental state. You know, forget about physical state. Mm. Mentally, it it woke me up. You know, it it kind of it it Therapy. grabbed me. Yeah, it grabbed me out of this depression. You know, not like a deep deep depression, right. but a little. You know, I'm 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 a I'm a positive happy dude. Right. And I'm, I love to smile. I'm, 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 you know, I'm rarely in a negative mood, mm -hmm. but that this was bringing me there. Right. And then when I, you know, when I started in my gym and got my cage, you know, it, it yeah. lifted all of that as shit. A, yeah. As a party at home then. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So like, how long have you been into fitness? Cause ever since I've watched your project, you always looked fit. Um, yeah, pretty much most of my life. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, you know, unlike you and cats like you, I'm, I'm less, to, I'm less consistent in terms of the quality of, you know, of my fitness. You know, sometimes if uh, if I'm on a on a big job, sometimes and it gets really tough to to work out, mm -hmm. um, I still try to go, but eventually. I slide back, right. you know, and I lose like I lose a month, right. and then it can turn into three months. And I'm eating, and I'm not burning any ca extra calories, and so I can put on a little weight. Um, but in general, especially in the last ten years, I've uh, you know I've I've only kept that at, I've kept that at bay mostly, mm. you know, because I like to. I like the fact that at my age, I can, I can still be, and, and with the problems I have, I can still be active and still look, um, you know, like somebody not my age. Let me tell you, you're doing a great job. You look amazing. You do, oh, thank you, bro. I mean, some people don't look like themselves at, uh, when you see them in purpose, in, in, in person. Right. But you, you know. Right. Well, I, I appreciate it. Thank uh, you, man. Yeah. You just left the gym? No, I no, I haven't. I haven't worked out in the last couple of days. Um, I'm going to work out You're later resting. today. Okay. Yeah. Well, I have a really bad. My wrist is really bad, so I, I can't. I don't have any mobility. You wear straps. Wear straps. I do wear straps, but they don't. You know, I I I've seen a doctor. I've seen a few doctors, mm. um, but this last doctor I saw was the was the only one that said he can do something. The other doctors were saying, oh, we could do this, we could do that, but I can't guarantee that it's going to be better. Okay. And I'm like, well, why would I, <laughs> why would I pay you money for no guarantee of, uh, you know, or at least, you know, there's nothing is guaranteed, but at least you feel positive about the quality of the outcome. Right. Uh, is that from uh, going heavy or? No, nah, this is, I fractured my wrist and my elbow over 40 years ago mm -hmm. uh, when I was a teenager um, and it just never, you know, it never healed right. You know, when I, back then I, we didn't have insurance. And so, 
you know, once we got it initially taken care of, there was there was no follow up and none okay. of that stuff. So it just I have a bone that's grown badly, and then I have oh. you know I have arthritis, and so there's a kind of a combination of things. Did it did that pain continue throughout the years, or did it come and go? Well, when I was younger, I didn't it it you know wasn't a big thing, mm. you know. But as in the last twenty years. Mm. It's uh, and now it's it's become pretty. I gotta be more careful with it. Yeah. So there's a lot of things I can't do. Like I I can't do burpees. You know, it's very hard when I press when I do pushing moves. I I can't do push-ups. Stress on that. Right. But when I do, when I'm doing a pushing move, uh, like on the bench or something, it's uh, it can easily give. Okay. So. What about uh, strengthening I've, exercises? Yeah, I've done, I've, I've done that. I've got uh, a bucket of rice, throw yeah. my hand in there, and I move my hand around. Can I help I've, at all? I've got a, a pad that I'm, you know, squeezing and turning, and it helps a little bit, but this is a problem that is not, you know, it's structural. Okay. You know what I mean? It's, it's bone, mm -hmm. and part of it is uh, my bone is... Um, at, cer at a certain point, my bone is grinding against each other. Okay. And, and it actually stops my movement. So you're going to have to around that. He needs to go in there and make sure he's going to shave some of the bone. And, you know, just, yeah. So Got you. the problem is I, I, I need six to eight weeks to, for recovery. And that means in a cast, that's going to have to be changed because – uh, the size of my arm is going to change, and they need to take x-rays and see about my mobility in between. Mm -hmm. So it's like every week I have to go back in, and uh, that, is, that messes up my work schedule. Right. So it's uh, about finding when I can... The right time and place for yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. So like with all those years of acting, um, how does that influence mental health? Like how have, have you managed mental health with all those years of acting? Because it's a lot of mental stress and work well for me uh for me i find it the opposite because i love it you know what i mean i'm, I'm doing something i love mm -hmm. so you know and in terms of the, the the mental stress comes from the business side of it not from actually doing the acting so you have not from fun. the job yeah it's from getting the job it's from all the you know the political crap that's going on you know not political in terms of uh, politics, but but the politics of the Hollywood, yeah. you know, of business. Mm -hmm. That's the stuff that um, really destroys people, you mm -hmm. know, because it's so, you know, haphazard. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, um, but in terms of that, I've always had my wife and kids. Mm. So when Real I... Life. Yeah, when I leave that stuff, like, I'm not really of Hollywood. You know what I mean? I leave that stuff. I have too much shit to do at home. I see. So I don't, I don't have to stress about it because I don't have the time. You know what I mean? I don't go home and I'm by myself and I'm like, oh, he said this or she said that and maybe I should do this and maybe. Uh, I, I, as soon as I get home, as soon as I open the door, there's shit that's happening that I got to deal with. Yeah. And, uh, and so it's always been a, a plus for me. I mean, it's it's a it's tougher because I have so many mouths to feed. As an actor, that's you know, tough. You know, just feeding yourself is tough enough. But I have a lot of kids, mm -hmm. so it's tougher in that way. But it also it also gives me something much more important to focus on in purpose. terms of my real life. Exactly, purpose. Exactly. So how how do you manage? Because like you, you're busy with acting, with work projects, busy with the family. How do you effectively manage? Well, the good thing is, time. you know, most people have uh, nine to five jobs, mm -hmm. so they know. Uh, I assume most people do, but, but they, they, you know, they have to every day for the year. You know, they're out the house at this particular time, and they come back at that particular time. My schedule is. Uh, there's a lot of times when I'm just at home. Mm -hmm. So I can, I can have, and I, I mean, I work a lot, but I can have three weeks where I'm not working or I'm working on a show and I work one or two days in the three weeks. Mm -hmm. And so the rest of that time, I'm taking my kids to school. 
I'm taking them to swim class. I'm picking them up from gymnastics, you know, all of that stuff. So I have time to do that. Even when I'm working in L.A., if I'm out of town, it's a, it's a lot. Obviously, a lot of that falls on my, all of it falls on my wife. Mm. Um, but there, I have, I would say I have more time with my family than somebody that works a nine to five because you come home at five or six or whatever time you come home, it's really time for dinner. Rest. And then it's, you know, yeah, now it's time to get ready for bed and all that stuff. But I have, I have 24 hours, mm. you know, all the hours that kids are home and, uh, and being picked up. And that, that's a huge part of being a parent is, <laughs> is being a taxi cab. You know, it's dropping the kids off and picking them up and whatever discussions you have in the car about what was going on that day, you know. And sometimes we don't say a damn thing, you right. know. But but in general, Crazy. that's a lot of time, you know, that you spend picking up and dropping off. Have you traveled anywhere uh, international than Canada recently for work? Sure. I mean, I've been, I mean, recently, no, because of the pandemic. Right. Uh, my right. trip to Canada has been is the first one um out of the country um but yeah i've, I've worked a lot of places it's a couple yeah. of different places yeah different continents different yeah countries how's your fitness lifestyle helping you uh with like mental health and like dealing with what you have to deal with as far as work schedules traveling because i know you went to canada you didn't have access to a gym so you, you had your own equipment well, I brought, you know, I mean, I, I brought uh, some bands mm-hmm. and some, uh, some push-up bars because, like I said, I can't do push-ups flat on my hands, so I have to do them by the bars. Um, uh, yeah, and it, it was okay, but I got to tell you, it, for me, because I know a lot of people live by bands and stuff, for me, it's, I can't just work on bands. I need, I need the variety, and I need... I need free weight. I think uh, once you've used weights. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I know a couple of dudes that are in beautiful shape and they used to use weights and they swear by bands. And, and I like bands, but I can't do just bands. So 14 days of being inside, you know, this apartment and, you know, getting my bands and, you know, trying to work my back and work my shoulders and all of that stuff with bands uh, and my legs, I mean, that was tough. I basically right. just did a bunch of air squats, like a ton of them. And, uh, and I was doing, uh, you know, lunges and stuff. But I, so I you trained no, like a bodybuilder? Uh, pretty much, I guess. I, I mean, that's how I started in the 70s, you know. Okay. Same old, you know, I did the basic stuff compound that I was movements. seeing on the magazines. Yeah, the compound moves. And, um, and that, yeah, so I kind of... That's kind of how I mostly work out. But over the years, you know, I do like I do like hit cardio and stuff like that. Mm. I don't really run on treadmills and stuff like that. I mean, I, I know it, it, it can help, you know, it just depends on what you're trying to do with your body. Mm. Um, you, do, you do any running at all? I used to, but uh, no, not, not so much cardio anymore. Cardio for you is hit. Is hit pretty much, yeah. The other, I started about a couple of weeks ago when the gym started. Over, I was I was shooting in uh, Atlanta mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. and it's totally open, okay. so you can go to the gyms and uh, you don't have to wear a mask and stuff. So, I I was um, I was I had this gym right next to me, and so I started doing some clean that out. Yeah, well, no, I mean I did ask. I was like, look, I would need to I need to have a kitchen. Cause I need to cook my own shit yeah. and I need, uh, I need a gym nearby. So they found me this place. And, um, the, so I started doing sprints on the treadmill, you know, uh, which to me is still kind of, that's a hit. That's hit for me. Right. Um, in and out. yeah. So I, you know, hit it for, I do it for 20, 25 minutes, you know, where I'm doing, uh, 20 seconds, you know, at a, at a high level, and then I, you know, I rest for 20 seconds, jump right back on, you know, you know, try to get some, uh, try to get what, some. What's the fitness goal? Are you wanting to maintain right now, or? Yeah, right now, I'm just, uh, I'm trying to, you know, I just want to stay, I have young kids now, too, so I'm just trying to stay a, healthy. Yeah, run around, be able to, because I, 
you know, I have eight children. So my oldest is about to turn 35. And my youngest is four. And, you know, so, um, and actually one of my, one of my daughters just got engaged yesterday. Congratulations. So, yeah, so it was, they were over the house. It was really exciting. That is nice. Um, so I just, I'm trying to be as actively available as I was for my older children, mm-hmm. for my younger children. And that's going to be, obviously, I'm going to be in my 60s and 70s when my younger children are, you know, Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, playing high school, whatever, whatever they're going to be doing. Who knows? Are they uh, trying to keep up with you uh, physically right now? Or is it the other way around? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm a little bit of both. It, yeah, no, I can. Yeah, I can. Uh, I can still go yeah. with some, you know. <laughs> so I've got you my fi- I got my 15 year old now. He comes out in the garage with me every once in a while. And, uh, you know, he you know, he's he's trying to learn to do stuff. He's got a he's a, we adopted him. So he's got a completely different physical structure mm-hmm. than I am. He's he's tall and he's lanky, you know. So uh, feeling nice. Yeah, yeah. So we're trying to, you know, just every every two three times a week he comes out there with me, and you know we we do a little something. Nice. Yeah. So I want I want to ask you about the, all these projects you've worked on. So many projects. What are some of the projects that were like that hit home for you? That was like. Monumental. Um, I don't know. I you know I don't. I try not to. Like people always go, oh well, what what um, you know what what discovered you or what you know what what project you know made you a star or anything like that. And of course, I I don't think I'm a star. I'm clearly not a star because everybody doesn't know me. Um, but which is fine. I'm not. That's not something I ever sought after and I still don't um I just I love the idea of being a working actor you know and knowing that difference yeah well the difference is that I I still have to work for a lot of my jobs Mm. right um and of course some of my reputation makes it easier Mm. you know but but that reputation was earned you know what I mean? I didn't, I, nobody gave it to me. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh, I, I just love the idea that, uh, you know, that I'm still sought after, you know. Uh, I'm about to turn 58 years old and... and That's amazing. Uh, well, thank you. But I still, I always thought as, I, as you get older, because it, it, you know, this is what history tells us. As you get older, you become less viable, because it's a young person's movies and TV and stuff. That's mostly young people. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, everybody has to have a father or there has to be a captain on a TV show or whatever. Um, but those roles mean that there's, um, there's less out there. I see. Right? And all the people that are getting older are fighting for that. But we're fighting. We have the same amount of people fighting for less material. You know, so I, I always thought, you know, will I be working in my 50s? You know, will I be as um, as sought after, if that's the word, as I was, you know, in my 30s? Mm-hmm. Um, and and I found that so far, yeah, I'm, I'm doing all right, <laughs> you know. You're doing yeah. very good for yourself. And so, like, are you also interested in being uh, behind the camera? Yeah, no, I don't think so. I tried it. <laughs> You know, I've, I've uh, produced and directed a couple of short things, mm-hmm. and uh, I have so many friends who are actors who are now producers or directors, mm-hmm. and they love it, and uh, I'm very happy for them. My best friend is a big, you know, a, a really good director, and he's producing a lot of TV now. Um, but it's just not something I really care to do. Mm-hmm. And I know if I had jumped in it and could still jump in it, I guess, I'd, I'd have uh, more, more avenues of money coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, you know, I, I really, let me put this the right way, I'm not a big chaser of money. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, obviously, <laughs> I it's like important. it and it helps, it helps and it you know, I have to pay my mortgage and my bills and raise my kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not like, oh, I need to 
And I, and I would like to make more money. There's no question about it. But it's not something that, it's not the thing that drives me. You it's know not I mean? the main driving force. No. I think that's important or else you could be bought like all of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, look, sometimes I need this or I need that. And I make, I make, it, I make decisions on jobs based on what's going on in my life. There's not a, there's not a, you know, outside of, for me, outside of my decision never to play a slave. That's the choice you've made? That's the choice I've made. And I just, I just don't want to do it. I'm just, you know. You speak on that? Like, what, what, what? Nah, I just, I just, I just think, you know, we, there's, we have, uh, and I'm, I don't have anything against it for, for other people to make their decisions and their choices, but I'm just, you know, it's not something I'm interested in doing. Um, you know, like, uh, like I'm never going to smoke. Because you don't smoke? I don't smoke. Right. I can't smoke. I tried. I did it. Um, the first movie I ever did was a film called Streets of Gold mm-hmm. with uh, Wesley Snipes. Okay. So Wesley and I are best friends. And he's trying to get out of the hood by boxing. He's, he's starting boxing. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of like a drug dealer, a friend of his, and I've got plans on selling this and selling that and getting out. And right. So the first scene I've ever shot on film professionally <laughs> was me smoking. And this was in 80. First film. First film. This was in 85 or 86. I can't remember what, what year exactly. Um, and they didn't have the kind of cigarettes they have now. You know, you can get all kind of, you know, herbal cigarettes that don't have any nicotine and aren't, you know, whatever. Back then, they weren't, <laughs> I mean, if they were available, they weren't readily available. So they didn't have them on the set. Yo, so, deal. yeah, we had to get some camel lights, you know, and I, I was smoking them. And I had no idea how to inhale. And I was, I, st- I was. I still don't know how to do Yeah, it. and I was frightened of it. So it was, it looks, if you ever see it, it's so stupid because I'm, I'm smoking but I'm not inhaling. So when I smoke and then I speak, the smoke just goes, <laughs> it, there's no stream. So I it's see. just going around my face. It right. looks so stupid. <laughs> and, and we, you know, we had to do so many takes and this was, I wasn't aware of. We had to do so many takes of the master and then the two shots and then the stuff on Wes and then the stuff on me. And that night I was just sick as a dog. Even though you didn't inhale? Even though I didn't inhale. And that was the first time I'd ever had a cigarette to my mouth. And that was the last time I've ever had a cigarette to my mouth. And it's just like, and there have been times in movies where somebody, somebody says, hey, you know, you should, this guy, I said, no, they're not, this guy doesn't smoke, you know. (laughs) So you you passed up on a roll? Well, no, I mean, I just, they, you know, they're not going to not hire me to, if I'm not smoking. So I just wouldn't. I'm just saying, nah, this guy doesn't smoke. You know? I see. And I've, I've never played like a drug. Well, I have played a drug, but he didn't, uh, he didn't, nobody questioned whether I smoked or not. But, mm. So no, it's just a choice. I just don't do it. So then um, actors, some of them have to learn how to smoke for certain yeah. scenes. Listen, there are a lot of actors who are willing to do all kinds of stuff. And I respect that. I admire that. It's just, I'm not one of them. Mm. You know, I don't. I don't, um, you know, I'm a craftsman. You know, I'm, I don't think of myself as an artist. I don't think of myself as... What's the difference? Uh, I, I don't know. I think, to me, acting is, um, it's a craft that anybody can learn, right? It doesn't mean that we, I think we definitely have natural affinities for it. Like some people are just naturally born to act or, or naturally born to be a bad motherfucker in the gym, right? <laughs> you know, or whatever, <laughs> right? Absolutely. Right. Or whatever it is, you know, and I do believe that there are actors who are just naturally gifted actors. Mm-hmm. Um, but in general, I don't think, I'm not sure what percentage it is, but I don't think it's big of people that are just, you know, naturally, amazingly gifted. Um, Mm. And, you know, I found over the years, uh, being a student, being a teacher, you know, that if you have somebody who, uh, 
who is okay at it, but really interested in learning, they can they Learn can the do it. Yeah, and especially if if you watch if you watch a lot of TV or films, you know, and you see or you see people that are, have come from different jobs, different careers, and now they're actors and there's huge successes. Mm-hmm. I mean, and there's tons of those people, mm-hmm. and that you know, and not to say that they they don't have a natural affinity for it because they did something else previously. But I, I think it, it's one of the things that shows you that actors, that it is a craft, that you can learn it, that you can. Like, I'll never be a mathematician, but if you show me how to break down numbers and do this and that, I could probably do it, you know, up to a certain point. And I think that's the same way with, um, you know, with acting. Mm. You know, it's not, you know, it's, it's not brain surgery. But it's also it, it it is a craft and it is something that you have to, you know, spend time on and you have to develop and you and the more you do it, the better you can become. Mm-hmm. But if you if you choose not to do it and you got to a certain point, you know, if you have in Hollywood, if you have the right look and you have the right you if you have charisma, which is not charisma is not talent. That's two different things. But if you have charisma and you and you work at it, shoot, you could become a major movie star. It's, Charisma, it happens all the time. On camera or off camera? Both. Yeah. I mean, and that's, that's a good point because sometimes when the camera <laughs> is on somebody, they just freeze. They don't know how to, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I think if you, if you have that ability to do it in front of the camera, then you can, you can go far in this business. How did you get into the, the work, like acting in general? I started acting in high school. I, um, I'm from an inner city in Boston, mm-hmm. a place called Roxbury. Um, and I ended up, because of a, a, a sister who was a teacher, a nun, when I say sister, um, a woman named Sister Caroline. She it's inter- a Catholic school? It's a, it's a Catholic school, yeah, inside Roxbury. It's a little teeny, teeny Catholic school. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mother, my mother was very smart. She, I grew up during busing, and so she was trying to um, keep keep us away from being bussed. What's that? Oh, you know, oh, busing was happening in the early '70s, where, where they were moving um, students around from different schools. So they were trying to bring, they were trying to make it more uh, more fair, more equitable. I see. Right, so they were having, um, yeah, uh, uh, poor kids usually, I'll just you know, black kids from from inner cities, busing them to the better white schools, and in some cases taking some of the white kids, and you know, um, but mo- mainly it was bringing the kids from the inner cities to these better schools. But it just became a nightmare, especially in Boston. You know, Boston is really the, I think the epicenter of uh, where it was, was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe it may only have been in the Massachusetts. I'm not exactly sure. But um, it was a kind of a clusterfuck. Mm-hmm. So my mother looked for um, these little, you know, schools where, you know, you didn't have to pay money because we didn't have any money, but that, you know, you get a an alternate alternative education uh-huh. so she she sent me to this place called the uh, St. Francis de Sales which doesn't exist anymore but this sister there this nun who was one of our teachers knew of this school in the suburbs of Massachusetts uh that was pretty much an all-white school and um they, you know, they were trying to integrate as well. They were trying to bring in minority students to, to help their student body grow. And it's a, it was a, it was a great experience for me. Anyway, I got this was in the high school, middle school. This is high school, yeah. So I, st- I started there in ninth grade, in the in, um, and it was it was a great experience for me, and it opened my eyes to the possibilities, and even to the idea of going to college. You know, there weren't a lot of people going to college from. Uh, from where I came from, from Roxbury. Um, and it just, you know, it, and I, I went there because I was playing football, 
you know, so I played. You were always I, an athlete. I, yeah, yeah, I was. I'm not, I'm not, I don't profess to be an athlete now, but, but um, that's what got me into that school, and that's what got me a scholarship. And uh, er, maybe about a year, two years later, I got hurt playing a, a sport called lacrosse. Right. Uh, very badly, and I spent about a year trying to rehab and figure out what else I could do in other sports. I was wrestling. I was I was doing everything I could, but stay my active. yeah to stay active and to to keep my place at the school because I thought oh they're gonna get rid of me because the reason that they they brought me here I can Imagine. no longer do yeah and um, and it turned out they. They, you know, I just, I just started becoming more and more um, involved in the school. Different I, programs? Different programs. And then, you know, because of that, somebody said, you should, hey, you should audition for this play. Because um, in the morning, we, we gathered for morning assemblies, the whole school. And every once in a while, people would have to give announcements about what's coming up this week or, you know, what is happening with this program or that program. And so somebody asked me to do one at some point, and I did one. And, and then everybody started asking me, oh, would you announce this? Because they were afraid to get up on stage. Or, and, I, and because of that, somebody asked me to audition for a play. And at first thing, I was like, nah, that's, that's not my thing. You know, I'm, a, I'm an athlete, you know, I, you know whatever. <laughs> and they kept at me, and, uh, and I did. I auditioned, and that was it, man. I fell in love with it. So you were comfortable in front of uh, what, a crowd, in front of the camera? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I felt energized by it, you know. I got uh, my school was, was about 500 people, I guess. 500 students so whenever you were getting up for assembly announcements you it was the 500 students plus all the teachers that were standing around the um, around the st students who were seated and uh and yeah I just started doing it more and more and more and I I, I dug it <laughs> uh, do you have a theater background yeah, I trained, I mean, I did theater there, and then I auditioned for a couple of theater schools. I was, I was looking at other schools to play sports, um, but I was, that was my hope earlier on, but it didn't look like that was going to really happen. So uh, one, uh, another teacher said, you should audition for theater schools, and I was like, well, what's a theater school? <laughs> you know, and he's, he's, <laughs> he said, well, that's where they really just focus on, you know, on acting. Okay. You know, so I did. I auditioned for a few, and I got into them all. And uh, the one I ended up going to was uh, Juilliard in New York, which I had no idea what it was, you know, uh, what until reputation it had. Um, not until, yeah, I think after when, when, when people started telling me, oh, do you know what you just did? You know, do you know, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and then I kind of realized, that it was, uh, you know, a pretty prestigious place for acting. Mm. Um, well, it's funny, once I, after I graduated and I came out and I started auditioning, uh, you know, some of, the <laughs> some of the casting people were like, well, listen, this is not Juilliard. We don't do that big, you know, blah, 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 because it was all theater. You know, I did a lot of Shakespeare and Ibsen and Gorky and Chekhov, all these classical, uh, classic uh, playwrights from the past. And uh, they were like, no, we, we do things, you know, this is, this is real and minimal and this and that. And so we don't need, you know, you pontificating. And this is before I had done anything. You know, I was like, okay, lady, let me, let me show you what I can do. And then you can criticize me, right. <laughs> you know. Uh, <laughs> but I kind of fell in, I've, I, I took to the camera real fast. Yeah, huh. real fast. What do you love most about acting? Since, you know, you got started till now. Like um, I don't know. I think I love the camaraderie more than anything. You know, I love meeting new people and uh, creating relationships. And, um, and I think in terms of acting, I like, I like trying to figure things out. You know, I like trying to figure out what this person is doing and why and what makes it different from something I would do. 
Um, I actually, I almost never think about what I would do because uh, I take myself out of it as much as possible. Mm. Obviously, everything's infused through how I see stuff, but I, I don't like to judge my characters, like say, oh, this guy's a good guy or this guy's a bad guy. Um, I think that's, that's just doing it a disservice. Mm. So I just try to find out what this person wants and uh, what are the things stopping them from getting it and what are the decisions that they're making to um, overcome these obstacles, these things that are stopping them. And I think those actions, those are called actions, basically, those are the things that, um, that give a character its, its uniqueness, you know, the way in which they go about doing something, mm -hmm. you know, because we all, we all can want something and we all have these obstacles, but how you go about getting it and how I go about getting it is very different, mm. you know? So um, that's, those are the, I love exploring those questions and trying to figure that stuff out, you know? Yeah, it sounds like fun. Yeah, it is, it is fun. I mean, it's, it, you know, my friend and I used to say that we're detectives, you know, we're at, we just keep asking questions, asking mm. questions and, and trying to, not that you always come up with the right answer or one answer or, you know, you just, but if you're not answering, asking these questions, then, you know, you're not leading anywhere, you know, because acting is about being specific, mm -hmm. you know, like the, the specifics are what makes one character different from another. Mm. And, um, and so knowing deciding what actions you take and how far you'll go, that's, that's kind of the, the, the delineator between characters. It looks like you've mastered that. Well, and, um, it's fun, and <laughs> I, I'm still trying still to get fun. better and better. Yeah, yeah. And um, so, like, entertainment is like a vehicle with messages. You know, film highly influences people, the community. Um, how do you, from your perception, how does film influence the black community? Um, I don't know. I'm not really, I'm not really into my role in terms of influencing, mm. you know, I mean, I, uh, which, which I have nothing against. It's just that I, I never became an actor to, to try to, you know, change minds or, or, be involved in how people think or, you know, um, and I know obviously Hollywood is very influential. Um, and I know like a lot of actors are activists, which I, again, I have no problem with. I am not, mm -hmm. I, I am not an activist. Um, and I don't feel responsible for the black community or any community. Um, I'm responsible for my family and for the people that know me um and uh but at the same time I, I think you know we I try to be a positive person for anybody who might be watching me mm. um but I don't really I'm not trying to do it for them that's how I feel <laughs> I should le lead my life you know I should be I should be a positive person and and the truth is if I can help somebody I'm I'm happy to do it but it's not, it's not something that I am supposed to do because I'm an actor. You know what I mean? I, that, that had nothing to do with me being an actor or falling in love with acting. Um, and now I have a lot of friends who are activists and who love it. And it, and it's, uh, it means a lot to them. And I, I have a lot of respect for them and for how they see things and what they're, what they're accomplishing uh, it's just not something I ever, uh, I ever, th I ever spent much time on in terms of being responsible for, you know. And that's the other thing. I've, I've been raising kids since I was in my, since I'm, I was in my mid-twenties. Mm -hmm. So I've always, uh, you know, I've always had so much more to do outside of acting than I did in acting, mm -hmm. you know. And of course, as a teacher, I've been a teacher, uh, acting teacher. It's been a while now, but I taught for 20 years or so. Wow. Um, just in between jobs, not in between jobs, but even during jobs. Um, not for 
I never made any money on it. It was just because it's something I wanted to do. You know, I, I, I learned a lot and I wanted to, I learned a lot in class and on sets. And I wanted to share that with anybody that was, uh, that was trying to be an actor as well. Mm. Um, and I think one of the good things about being an acting coach or teacher or whatever you want to call it, um, while you're an actual working actor is that you have, you have more to offer. You know, it's not like I acted 20 years ago where I was an actor in college and now I've been, you know, doing something else for 20, 30 years. Mm. I mean, this is how I make my living. This is how I've always made my living. So in terms of me talking about acting, I can do it from, uh, from a, um, you know, a working actor's perspective, mm -hmm. you know. So it, what I'm talking about is not just ethereal. I have to put it into practice every day when I go to work. Mm -hmm. So um, it was helpful for me and I think helpful for my students because I was still an active member of their community. Mm -hmm. Okay. So um, you, have your children watched some of your films, right? Not that often. Why is that? Uh, because I never watch my stuff. And uh, I think my kids, my kids know I'm an actor, but they don't. They're busy you know. spending time with dad. Yeah, yeah. Dad, now, so. sometimes when I'm out and people come up to me, um, you know, they're like, you know, then they kind of know and stuff. Or, you know, uh, if I do a film, because most of my films over the years have been dramas, you know, and they're not really made for kids. But uh, something like uh, every once in a while you do something like when I did Aquaman, mm -hmm. you know, where the my younger kids, you know, they they watch superhero movies. Yeah. So they're like, oh, yeah. You know, so obviously they see me doing that. <laughs> you know, so uh, something like that they're obviously interested in. But they, they don't they don't want to watch dramas about, you know, what they would consider an old person doing, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. this or that. And, um so they don't, they're, they're not really that, you know, into the whole idea. And that's fine with me because I'm, I mean, I'll be honest and I'm not being, you know, trite or anything, but I'm not really into it that much in terms of, you know, what it means. You know, I, I love it, but it is a, it is a part of my life, mm -hmm. you know, and and it's a big part of my life, clearly, but it's not the biggest part of my life. The biggest part of my life is my, my life with my wife, my relationship with my wife and my kids and my, you know, my, my, my daddy family duties. That's the biggest part of my life. Okay. And, 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 and being an actor and making the money I make obviously makes that, is, makes that much easier mm -hmm. for me to achieve, you know, the things I want to achieve at home so it sounds like the main focus is the craft when it comes to acting yeah and so yeah. like um do you have a preference on the, what type of project you'd like to be a part of in the future or no i just like to work and i like to i mean the one thing that i've loved that i've found is that you never know what's around the corner you know what i mean and so you never know who you're going to be working with. You never know what kind of character, what kind of project, you know. You're flexible. And, yeah, and I love that idea that I don't know, you know, what in the next... I know, I know the next two months in terms of what I'll be doing um, and a couple of projects I'm working on, but I have no idea in that two months what else is going to come up that I have to run to after gotcha. I'm, I'm finished with what I'm working on now. Makes sense. And so, um, any recent projects uh, you suggest that we check out? Uh, well, it's funny. It's weird because the recent projects you're doing, like what I'm working on now, won't be out until next year. Right. You know. So, uh, um, no, nah, <laughs> I don't. But I'm not really one to talk about what jobs I like. If even if you look at my Instagram, yeah, I don't have a lot of. Uh, Every family, once in a while. Family I'll put, and fitness. Yeah, mostly family and fitness. And, and sometimes, look, I love what I do, but yeah. it's just not, you know, it's you not something. You have to live life. Yeah, it's not life. something I, 
I mean, I love it. I do love it. It's, it's a, I guess it's a dichotomy because I love what I do, but it's uh, like I, I'm not a guy that's always out there promoting whatever project I have. There's which, a team for that. Yeah, yeah, but it's actually, if you think about it business-wise, that's a flaw. You know, it is a flaw in me, and, and it's probably prevented me from being a little, a little farther along in my career. Okay. And if, I think if I had it to do it over again, if I could, I, I, would, I would push myself to be more active in, in the uh, promotion of things I'm doing. You know what I mean? I would probably, I would probably have a, uh, uh, what are they called? I don't even know what they're called. Uh, somebody that promotes you. What are they called? Uh, Marketing uh, team? Yeah, yeah, but yeah, whatever they're called. But I would have I would have had that a long time ago. I do have someone that I work with from time to time when things are needed, but th- that's probably like three years old. So in, in the first 30 years of my life, I never had my own publicist. That's what I it see. is. I never had my own publicist. Uh, I don't have managers. I just have a single agent um, who I love, who works hard for me. Um, but I don't have this, uh, massive team behind me, you know, and, and, and there is, you know, like I said, there is a lot to be said for, for having that. If you, you know, if you want to, you know, go higher and higher and farther and farther or for further and further in your career. Um, I just, you know, and now at my age, I'm just like, yeah, I'm not really, I'm not really interested in changing, you know, I'm just, I'm comfortable. I'm, I'm happy where I am and, and uh, I'm glad I'm still working and I hope people still you know, want to hire me. Yeah, I don't see why not. Yeah, you've been uh, keeping up their endurance mentally, physically. What about spiritually? Are you spiritually fit? Nah, I mean, I mean, I think, for the most part, I'm pretty healthy spiritually, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm, I've been with my wife for 20 years, and, you know, we've been through some stuff, but I'm, like, I'm in love with you, my you wife. You just celebrated an anniversary, right? Yeah, we just celebrated an anniversary, but I'm, I'm really, I'm, like, in love with my wife, and I'm happy, and I don't need any other woman in my life in terms of that, um, and, uh, and I feel great, man. I like I have a I have a really strong marriage, um, and you know we do our best. Obviously, we have our problems, and you know we have our problems with kid our kids, and you know there's a there's a lot of things. Like I'm often talking to my wife about how I'm not doing this or I'm not doing that, or I wish I did this better and I wish I did that better. And, you know, and sometimes I actually do stuff to, to make it better. But the truth like is my, I don't. Like relationship or work? No, with my kids. I see. Relationships with my kids. Um, and how I can be a better father, mm-hmm. you know, um, because God knows I've made tons of mistakes over the years as a father. Um, but I, I always think, I always think that's the you know, that's more important than anything else because when I'm dead, they're going to be here. And hopefully... Legacy. You know, hopefully... Yeah, I mean, it's not a question of for me, like, oh, I'm going to leave them millions and millions of dollars, but they, but what kind of people are they going to be? And are they going to be able to um, produce for themselves? You know, whatever it is. You know, or do they have the drive? Do they have the skills? You know, have I helped them with the skills they need. Um, and I'm not really sure what skills I have, you know, I mean, I'm fortunate that I found my thing in my late teens, my very late teens. I'm, I mean, I'm just, I don't know why that happened. You know, it just happened. So I, I'm fortunate. A lot of people that doesn't happen to, uh, particularly that young, you know, um, so it's tough when you, you know, you want your kids to, to find their thing and sometimes they don't you know and you just like oh is that a failure on my part or you know parents can only do so much and then kids have to become true. adults it's true <laughs> but you know you feel or at least i feel that you know 
you know, you know who has more, who should have more influence over their over kids. It should be their parents, right? Unfortunately, we live in a world where there's so much going on. You know, I mean, yeah, it's social like, media. Yeah, it's I mean, crazy. You know, but but media. that it's it's yeah, and all the stuff going on in schools and this and that. But I think uh, that that you know, it's it's still an excuse if I don't if I don't make myself the me and my wife obviously the primary um, person responsible for helping them become responsible, productive, you know, people uh, in society, you know? I think that that foundation is important, even uh, if it, they go, out, you know, leave the house and make the wrong choices, they'll right. go back, they'll, they'll remember the foundation. So. So. <laughs> Let's hope so. <laughs> so Michael, it's been a pleasure. My man, my pleasure, Thank bro. you so much for coming yeah. today. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Beach, you know who he is, you know where to find his work, and... Um, Till next time. Max out. Later, bro.